Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so uh, I have a tremendous, tremendous story here, so let me just get certain things out of the way. This here is sponsored as a Rifua Shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi. Man, son of Miriam, and also for a continuous revolution lemma for, uh, I believe his name is Raphael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gittel. Okay, and now with that said, I want to start the story. Oh, wow, you got a great story? Uh, what am I going to tell a story? Well, you know, <laughs> it's true that around either I let you uh, do a story. But, you know, uh, today, I'm going to tell the story. Next week, I may let you tell the story. Wow, okay, that's great. <laughs> so what story are you telling? <coughs> what story? I'm going to be telling a story called Nothing Is By Chance. Nothing Is By Chance. You don't have to repeat me. I don't have to repeat you. Yossi. Oh, oh sorry. Yossi, Yossi. I am telling a very long story, and I hope I have enough time to finish this story during our time period, okay? So, really, I don't have a time for any other announcements, and I would like to get started. Now, I just want to tell you that I picked this story for a few reasons. 
It has to be, it's a story that has to do with the shach. Uh, I know he is. The shach is, is Rab Shapsai Akoyen. <laughs> He's a mafoyrish that you find in the Shulchan Aruch. You know, the little mafoyrish, the shach, you know what I mean? Also famous for a sefer that he wrote called Sifsei. Sifsei, what was that again? Uh, Sifsei Koyen. Uh, right, that's what I meant. Yeah, Sifsei Koyen. Right, 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 right. Uh, and that's where he'd be. Right, he was a very young fella and everything like this. I heard, unfortunately, you know, people didn't live very long in those days. Uh, he was nifting like about the age of 41, but he accomplished so much during his lifetime. I mean, he was pretty young. Uh, I, I, I don't know how old he was, but he was certainly not uh, married by the time he knew Ganshas pretty much. And and then also, like, he, he wrote this safer when he was young and, and, and he became very famously known as a very big Tamachacham, right? Yep, that's the one I'm telling the story about. Okay, so go right ahead. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> I hope you won't stop me. Okay, so this story called Nothing is by Chance. Now, I saw this first in one safer, and I said, you know, wow, look when it the, the yard side. Why is it in the safer? Because it was talking about the yard side of this great tzaddik, Rav Shapsay HaKoyen, who was nifter in the year 5,423, uh, corresponding to the English year 1663. But what day was it? He was Nifta Reish Chodesh Adar Aleph. And that year there was two Adars. Uh, when, when there's uh, only one Adar, well, it doesn't make a difference because it was Reish Chodesh Adar Aleph. So either way, his yurt site was technically today, the first day of Adar. You know what I mean? So therefore... I chose to pick this story again because, believe it or not, in a sense, it has a parallel to some things in the Purim story. Well, what do you mean? Well, uh, first of all, uh, that, uh, you know, Esther Malka uh, ended up living in the palace of Achishreus before he knew that she was Jewish, right? You remember that? Yeah, of course. Every kid learns that. Right. And anyways, uh, the Shach had a daughter by the name of... Esther, right? <laughs> well, you said it's parallel to the Megillah, wherever it is. Yeah. So what else besides the name Esther? Well, in this story, you're going to find out that she ended up living in a different house also eventually. Huh? And then, well, you know what? I don't want to give away... Ah, you're going to tell me that just like Esther was in the right place at the right time, so she was able to save the Yidin be the Shliach, right? Oh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, um, you know, this Esther's also going to be in the right place? Yeah. But I don't want to give away the story. I want to tell the story. Oh, go right ahead. Wow, it sounds exciting. Do you ever tell it before? If I did, I haven't told it in years and years. Okay, so basically... I saw two very big versions of this, and then I saw a third version here and there, but I like the second version better because historically it makes more sense. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, I'm going to mix certain things that mix together. Okay? Most of the stuff is coming from the second version. Okay, so here we go. This story took place quite a number of years ago. I would say it had to be... I would say, in, in well, actually, the main part of the story is going to begin in the famous story with the Gezerah of Tach Vatat. Oh, the, the Kazakh thing? You mean like when the, the anti-Semit Bogdan uh, uh, then he, he... That's right. 
And Bogdan was a very wicked person, and although he wanted to rebel against the Russians, and he still fought against some of the Polish people too, some of the things, because he wanted to be a leader itself, whatever, but the bottom line is, he was a very, very big anti-Semite, and even though that the Cossacks came from, uh, like, they were like East Slavic Orthodox uh, Christian people from Pante Caspian steppe of the Ukraine and southern Russia, nonetheless, they were very anti-Semitic. Very, 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 very much. And a matter of fact, from the period uh, of Takhvatas, there was over 2,000 Yidin were killed during that uh, terrible era. But during that time, from 1948 till about 1953, as you, if you learn in the Kinnis and everything like that, there was approximately over 300,000 Jews that were killed during that time period from 1648 to 1653. That was a sad time by Klal Yisrael. But despite that all, there were still some shining lights. So, this story has to do with the Shach. Okay, at that time, because you know, like, time is limited, so I'm going to speed up a few things. Are you going to go... Yassi, 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 I'm not going to go that fast. Oh, so you're going to slow down, you're going to go... Nope, yassi, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to do the story without you interrupting. And I will say whatever's pertinent, and I'll act out whatever we can. Oh, okay. I got it, I think. Okay. All right. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened here. Okay. So, uh, the the Shah's wife, but I forgot the name. I did look it up, but I forgot it. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, so, um, uh, you know, like the, the Shah's wife was uh, very ill. And at that time, when we're picking up the story from where it started, at that time, uh, the Shach was a young man, and his daughter was about five, six years old, but according to most sources, I saw she was six years old. Okay, so we're going to stick to that version where she was six years old. And she was six years old at that time. And the mother got very sick. Now, in those days... Uh, they had some doctors and things like that, but they certainly did not know. They didn't know about the medicine like we have nowadays. That's right. They did not have the medicine know-how like nowadays. And so uh, his wife was very sick for a while, uh, possibly a few years, according to one of the versions I saw. And eventually she was nifta in the year of 1648. Okay? She was nifta in 1648. All right, uh, yeah, yep, yep, 1648. Okay, now, at that time, his daughter was only a six-year-old. Um, she was, uh, you know, like, uh, pretty ill herself at the time. She probably caught it from her mother or something, I don't know, or something, I don't know exactly what it was, but in the story version that I saw, it said that she was ill, and so she couldn't walk and run away together with her father the same way. So she would have to be carried. Carried when? What? What? Where? When? Oh, ha, ha. So all of a sudden, it was the year of, uh, you know, the Zerotachvatas. Now, at that time, the Shach lived in Latvian town of Prinsk, okay? And uh, that's where the town is in. And it was Erev Shabbos Kodesh. It was a Friday. And all of a sudden, he heard screaming, Break him! Steal stuff! Kill Jewish people! Break him! Break him! Break him! And of course, the Cossacks, unfortunately, were coming at that time. It was 1648. 
And they were coming at that time. And the Gezerah was called the Gezerah Tachvetaz because it's based on the Hebrew calendar of Tachvetaz, which is Tach is 408, which means the year 5408. And it lasted for a year, that heavenly thing that they were doing, for, uh, to 5,409, which is 409, is Tat. Okay? So anyways, so now you got a historical background, and there was a punk rum going on and everything like this. And the shock realized, well, hey, my wife is Nifta. I have to get out of here. I have to take my child. Esther, can you walk? Esther. No, Tachi. I am so very weak. I... I can't walk. Oh, I don't know what to do. I know what to do. You're coming with me. Come, it's a shame I can't take all these firm with me. They'll probably burn down the house. Who knows? Come, it's better we get saved. Come, I'm putting outside the window here. Okay, now, I'm coming out the window. I'm not going to close it. I don't want to make any noise and think where we are. Okay, come. Let us go. I'll put you in this sack over my shoulder here. All right. Okay, let's go. All right, come. And so the great tzaddik, Rab Shapsa Yakoyen, the shach, he started running with her daughter on his back. And he was running and running and running and running and running. And it was a snowy day that day. And it was much difficult to run. You can imagine he was going... As he was running, instead of hearing the, you would hear, pouncing in the snow, and every now and then he tried to mush up the snow to hide his footprints. And he ran out of the shtetl over there, that town, and he was running and running and running. And where did he come to? I don't know. Where did he come to? <laughs> You'll know if you don't interrupt me. Anyway, so where he came was, he came all the way to the deep part of the forest. And then he started to rest. <sighs> All right, Baruch Hashem, I could stop now. I can rest over here. Let me see what I'm going to do. Ah, let's see. Ah, my dear daughter Esther. Okay, let me put you down over here. Let me take a break over here and rest. Okay, all right, now, let's see. I'm resting here. I didn't have a chance to grab any food. Maybe I could eat some of the snow. I have to make a Baruch Hashem. Okay, and as he was sitting there trying to rest, all of a sudden he heard more noises. He heard horses. <laughs> and he heard the hoofprints trudging through the snow. <laughs> and he was hearing this. And all of a sudden he thought the Cossacks are coming. Oh no, the Cossacks are coming. Come, Esther, Esther, come, come with me. Come, let's go, we gotta go, Esther. And he noticed his daughter looked very pale, very pale. And she didn't look like she was breathing even. And he tried to listen to see if she was breathing and tried to listen to the heartbeat. But what he didn't realize, she was not dead yet. Baruch Hashem. She was very much alive, just very faintly. She was very faintly alive. She was breathing very low and shallow and being bundled up in the blanket and everything. So he couldn't really hear the faint heartbeat or the faint breathing. And the shach thought his daughter was Nifta, that she was Nifteris. And that's what he thought. And then he said, There's nothing I can do for her anymore. I know what I will do. I will leave her here by the snow here, 
I'll remember where she is, and I'll go to hide. And when the danger passes, I will come back and give my daughter a proper burial. And so the shach, he ran away, and he remembered the place where it was. And he ran, and he ran, and he ran. It was amazing where he went. He just went to find a deep hiding place. And sure enough, he did. Oh, he did. And what happened was is, in this deep hiding place, what happened was is he stayed there, and he fell asleep for a while. And while he was sleeping, he was unaware what was about to happen to his daughter Esther. And it turned out that it was not the Cossacks that were coming this time. This time, it was the Polish king himself. Yes, the Polish king. Now, at that time, he just took over being the king. See, he was originally, he was a... Um, he was a, a Polish, before he was the Polish king, he was the Grand Duke of Lithuania. And his brother was the king, but his brother died. I'm not sure of the circumstances, but it says after the death of the brother. Okay, whatever it is, I don't have time to go into that because it's not enough time. But the bottom line is, John II, Casimir, was the new king of Poland at that time. And he took over in the year 1648 after his brother's death. And he himself also had a six-year-old daughter, by the way. And she was known as Princess Maria. Now, let's tell you what happened. All of a sudden, his soldiers came. And one of them said, Look over there. Do you see what I see? Take a look over there. Something's in the snow. It looks like a package. And the king said, Well, if it seems to be a package, then please, by all means, pick it up and see what it is. Oh, yes, sir. Right away, sir. Oh, oh my goodness, it's a child. A child? Yeah, looks like five, six years old or something, a little girl. Really? Very interesting. Wow. Huh. Hey, where's my doctor over here? Doctor, come over here. Yes, sir, I'm here. One second. Now, let me guess, you want me to see if the child is alive? Okay, let me see, let me listen. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, your Majesty, your humble highness, your Majesty the King, uh, this girl is uh, barely alive. We could save her if you want. I mean, you know. Hmm. I see. It's a very good idea to save her, you know, because I was just thinking myself, you know, to save her would be very good because we can, we can. Excuse me, Rabbi Earth. What is it now? Yes, see, I want to try to finish the story. Uh, if he's a Duke of Lithuania, wouldn't he have a more Russian or Ukrainian type of accent? You know what? You're right this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. Okay? So you want me to change it, and then you'll be quiet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, all right. All right. So, very interesting. So this child is about five, six years old. About the same age as my daughter. Doctor, do whatever you can to save this child. Okay? And of course... The doctor took the child and did everything that he knew, and he, Mamish, literally, literally was the shliach of Hashem to save the child. And they took her back to the palace. And she was brought back to the palace. And they fed her. Of course, unfortunately, they fed her trephus. But don't panic. I know, Rabbi Herbs, if it's a Markham Sakana or whatever it is, then you're allowed to eat the trephus because, you know, it's a Sakana Stafashis, right? That's right, and besides, at the time that they found her, she wasn't aware of what was going on. 
And so, gradually, they fed her, and they fed her, and they took care of her. And suddenly, her daughter Maria came in and said, Tati, 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 Daddy, 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 look what's happening here. The little girl is opening her eyes. Wow, she's so pretty. She could be a great friend for me. Maybe like a sister, because I have no sister. Ah, uh, yes. Very well. That could be. All right, not problem. Okay, she can be here. Okay, how are you? Uh, do you know where you are? Huh? Where am I? Oh, no, I have no idea where I am. Oh, uh, oh, what? My house doesn't look like this. I'm, I'm... Well, tell us who you are. I want to know who you are. Uh, okay, but my name is Esther. <laughs> Very nice name. <laughs> Esther, Esther. That's very interesting. Um, Esther, Esther. Uh, are you Jewish by any chance? Yes, I am. I'm very Jewish. Yes, yes. Um, Have you seen my father? I mean, where's my father? <laughs> I'm afraid to say that I think your father is not here anymore. Well, what do you mean? I mean? Of course he's not here in the room. No, 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 no. I think your father uh, was killed by the Cossacks. Okay? When we found you, he wasn't with you. But but he, he carried me on his shoulders and everything. Well, that was before. Probably the Cossacks took him away. And they thought you were dead because you were very faintly alive. Our doctor here, very good doctor, he saved you. <laughs> very nice of him. Now, uh, now that you're well enough, how about sitting down and have a meal while you're awake and not half sleeping? <laughs> here you go. Bring a good dishes over here. Bring this up. I'm, I'm sorry, but I cannot eat that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Are you not hungry? Yes, I am. <laughs> so then eat. I can't. <laughs> what do you mean you can't? This is good stuff. And, of course, Maria tried. Oh, please. Uh, this is very good stuff. You should eat it. it. It's really good. I'm telling you, it's really good. Uh, I'm not doubting that it's good. But the only problem is that I, I'm not allowed to eat it. It's not kosher. Kosher? What's kosher? Uh, I'm Jewish, so we have certain dietary laws that we have to follow. All right. You know what? You like her, Maria? I like her very much. She looks like such a nice person. She has such fine character and everything. I would like that she should be my friend. What do you say, father? <laughs> no problem. You like her very much? She could be your stepsister. I will adopt her. Oh, 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 thank you so much, father. Daddy, you're so good. <laughs> I'm a king. I should be good. All right. All right, no problem. We do it this way, okay? And so they kind of adapted her, adopted her, or whatever you want to call it. Adopted, yes. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, so they went and they adopted her, and they took care of her. And, of course, there was a Gallic over there who'd come in and would say, Hello there, little girl Esther. 
You know, your people always suffer. If I was you, being that you're here, being treated like a princess yourself, I would dare uh, convert and give up your, what you call it, Judaism. Yes. Uh, my Yiddish kite? <laughs> yes, that's right. And any other kite you have, you know, you should give it up, you know. Yes, <laughs> and of course, you should join us in our religion, and everything will be fine. So what do you say? Um, not on your chinny-chin-chin, chin. sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm Jewish, and that's it. Uh, if you want to kill me, you can kill me. Now, just a minute, nobody's killing anybody. No, 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 Tati, Daddy, 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 stop him. All right, let us near. Father, right now, don't bother her. Maybe a couple of years from now, you could try again, okay? But right now, not. Now, I have a question for you, young lady. Uh, you're talking to me? Yes, Esther, I'm talking to you. Now, listen to me very carefully. When you were here and you were sick, we fed you non-kosher food. Now tell me, now you don't want to eat it anymore? What's the difference? Oh, before I was sick, and I wasn't aware of what I was eating, and also, um, when I was sick, I was what we call sakanas nefashas, means I wasn't very much in danger, so I was allowed to eat even non-kosher food to make sure I stay alive. But now, I'm healthy again, but, uh, Baruch Hashem. What? Uh, 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 thank God. And, and so therefore... Um, uh, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I can't eat the non-kosher food. All right, all right, all right. How about fruits? I can eat fruits and vegetables, no problem. All right, all right. And so what happened was is the king gave her fruits and vegetables, but wanted to have meat. So he hired a Jewish lady, didn't let her talk to her too much, but, uh, he, he let this lady, Jewish lady, bring kosher food for her to eat. And that's what she ate. She was able to eat this kosher food. And everything was fine and dandy. And so this is what happened. Everything was fine and dandy. Yes, 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 yes. And, of course, this happens to be that this lady was a very, you know, elderly, elderly lady, but she didn't know much about Yiddishkeit except about Kashrish. She did know because, you know, in those days they didn't have Besiakos and things like that. It's whatever either the parent taught and whatever it is. So uh, they did not know about these things. So she said, I'm sorry, but I don't know much about our table. I mean, I know to keep Shabbos. I know to keep Kashrish. Oh, I'm very careful about that. And I just don't know much. I mean, I, I'm not a rabbi's daughter and anything like that. I'm, I'm very, very sorry. I wish I could help you more. That's all right. You're doing a very good job. Don't worry. And so what happened is years would go on. And it was like two years passed by. And now the Machloikis comes whether she was a teenager already or whether she was 12 years old. But one thing is for sure what happened is, is that... Um, one day, I'm going to stick with the version that says it was in the garden, because there's another version that says it happened during the night when she was asleep. But I wonder how a snake could get into that place if it's well cleansed and very well guarded. So I venture to say it was in the garden. So one day, the two of them were in the garden. Oh, I am so happy here. 
I'm so glad that you're my friend. And I'm so glad that you're my friend. It's so good that I have such a wonderful friend like you. Doesn't matter you're Jewish. I don't know why some people hate Jewish people. I see you're a very nice person. I like you. You're my good friend. I like you very, very much. Ah, uh, matter of fact, I like you so much you're like a sister to me. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. And while they were sitting there, Suddenly, they were sitting on one of those stone benches that were made in some royal palaces. And what happened was is there was a poisonous snake crawling in the garden. Very poisonous. <laughs> Let's see now. Who can I bite today? Uh, excuse me, Robbie Herbs. Snakes don't know how to talk. I know, I know. But what am I going to say? The snake thought and you can't hear anything? You remember, you have to show things on the radio, which is by hearing. Get it? Ow, ow. Okay, so we're making believe that the snake could talk? No, we're making believe we're hearing the snake's thoughts. Oh, the snake's thoughts. Right. <laughs> All right, I think I'll bite this lady. Oh, she dressed royally. That's the princess. I think I'll bite her. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the snake came closer, slithering by. And it started to creep up along the stone bench. But it didn't go to Esther. It started to creep up very close. And it was mommy so close that it was getting ready to dart forward its head. You know, the way a snake shoots its head. It goes, and it was about to send it forward and bite Maria. And all of a sudden, Esther saw that. Huh? Oh, no. And she quickly got up and she grabbed Maria and she pulled her away. Oh, what are you doing to me? We're friends. And all of a sudden, Esther said, oh, really? I saved your life. Take a look. And she turned around, she saw the poisonous snake on the bench. And she gave a shriek. Ah! And all of a sudden, the the maid servants came out. What's going on here? What's going on? What's, it, what's happening here? Oh my goodness gracious, a snake here. Give me that stone over there. Give it to me. I'll kill this snake. And the servant killed the snake. And of course, now Maria was so indebted. Woo! She was so indebted. To Esther. Uh, well, you saved my life so much. I, I, great friend, yes. And a little bit later, that evening, since it was a few years, the Gala came by again. <laughs> it's me again. Now that you are enjoying the life of a princess, wouldn't you like to enjoy your life more and not worry about Jewish people anymore? Be one of us. Join us fully. And be a complete Christian like us. What do you say? No. This infidel is not worthy of your company. Oh, yeah, she is. She's more worthy than you because she saved my life. You didn't save my life. You only cling to. She saved my life and nothing's going to happen. We'll see about that. One day we'll get you. And of course the Galach worked on the king. And every now and then the king started to ask her to please try to do this and that and maybe just a little bit at a time. And she refused. And the years were creeping up. And they were creeping, creeping, creeping up. 
And she was over 12 years old at this time. She was bas mitzvah, but not having a real bas mitzvah, obviously. And all these things with the fancy parties and everything like this, these were American minhogim that came later on. But, you know, yeah, when you become bas mitzvah, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're called a bar bas mitzvah because, you know, you're a daughter of mitzvahs. Yes, yes, yes. And you have to keep the mitzvahs and now well, everything is your cheshman. That's what it is. There's no question about it. However, however, uh, uh, there was no need for any party. So she was celebrated a bas mitzvah privately. And what happened was is this galach kept coming to bother. Now that you're older, more wiser, are you ready to make the decision to convert? Oh, would you get a life, please, and leave me alone? <laughs> I want you to get a life. No, no, no. I have a life. You have to get a life. Now, please, leave me alone. I'm not going to give up my kashris, and I'm not going to give up whatever I know about my Yiddish kind. Okay? Leave me alone. Oh, please leave her alone already. Okay? Stop. I can't stop. This is my job. And, of course, you know, between the king bugging a little bit, but the king wasn't as forceful as the Galah was trying to be, finally has to start thinking. You know, I don't have any choice. I'm going to have to leave here. Although I'm having a good life over here and being protected by the king and by Maria, but you know something? I can't take this anymore. He's bothering and bothering me. And I'm beginning to forget everything of my old days when I was home. I hardly remember anything. I'm afraid I might get too weak. Yes, and if I get too weak, ah, that's not going to be very good. Who knows what'll happen? Oh, I don't want to fall apart. I don't want to fall away. I don't. I don't want to lose my Yiddish guy. No, whatever I know, I want to keep. Look how proud that lady is that brings me the kosher food. Ah, oh, very interesting. She brings me the kosher food, and it's it's so so kvaldic. She doesn't know much about Yiddish guy, but she's so mocked about Shabbos and so mocked about Kashris. and and she does it for so many years. Then how can I give it up at such a young age? No, no, I'm going to be real from. Yes, I have to get out of here. But how? <sighs> they always have guards around. I can't run away, and I, I don't want to hurt her feelings. She's so nice to me, Maria. She's the only one that sticks up for me. Oh, wait a minute. This is very interesting. What is this that's near my bedroom window? I am like two, three floors up from the ground. Wow, actually three floors up. But look at this tree. Wow, look how close that branch is to the palace, to the house part, to my room here. Oh, wow. If I could just climb out on that tree one night and escape. But they have guards all over the place. I ask Shem Yisbarach, please help me. And that night, that night, Esther went to sleep. And then during the night, she began to have a very interesting dream. <clears throat> and in the dream, she saw her mother who was very sick. And she was in the bed, and she called over the shach. A rub shopsy, and he called him over and he said, Listen to me. 
I'm very ill. I don't have much time left. But I can tell you this. There are going to be many terrible things happening between you and Esther. I don't mean a machlaikis between you and Esther. What I mean is there are going to be many things happening to you and to Esther. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, there's going to be so many things. And I just wanted you to know that I'll be a male from the Shemayim above. I will be Mishpalel, and Hashem will help you through all your deals. Yes, 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 yes. And with that, she woke up. Huh? Hi. Hi. What's going on here? Wow. What a dream. Huh? My mother said she would help me. She would even smile for me. Wow. What's that I smell? Hi, oh, something smelling here so terrible. Hi. Hi. Smells like somebody's burning something. What? But it's the middle of the night. Who's cooking at this time of night? And all of a sudden, she started to hear screams. Fire! Fire! Everybody evacuate! A fire! A fire! There's a fire! A fire! A fire! Everybody run, run, run! Everybody out of the palace! And of course, in those days, they didn't have the fire department like they have now. They didn't have like a like a fire hydrant where a fire truck can pull up. And connect the hose and start spritzing. They didn't have hook and ladder trucks and everything. And she heard everybody running and screaming. And of course, Maria started screaming too. Everybody get out. Everybody out of the building. Esther, wake up. Let's go. Run, run. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Maria, you're the princess. You're the next in line. Let's go. We have no time. All my soldiers and my guards, they'll look for Esther. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Maybe Esther's outside already. Who knows? And Esther started thinking, wow. This is my opportunity. Thank you, Hashem. Yes, a fire is going on. Ah, you know what? I don't want to hurt her feelings, but let her think that I died in the fire. Yes, let her think I died in the fire. In the meantime, I will climb out on that tree. And while everybody's occupied and busy with the fire, they won't see me. I'll climb down from the tree and I'll run into the forest. Yes, yes, yes. And of course... Esther quickly grabbed whatever clothing she could put on that made her look decent, and she ran to the window, and they didn't come to her room, and there was a banging on the door, and they heard, Come on, come on! Hey, 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 excuse me! Hey, if anybody's in there, come out of the building, the building's on fire! Come, come, run, 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 run! Oh, there's no answer, she probably's out of here. Okay, no problem. But they didn't open the door to see, and Esther went over, and she climbed out the window, and she stood there, and she said, Okay, I have to jump and catch that branch. <sighs> well, if I miss and I fall, well, that's better than being shmad. I'm not going to give up my Yiddish guy. One, two, three, Hashem, please help me. Ah, oh, Baruch Hashem, I caught it. Uh, let me climb down. Look at that. Everybody's busy trying to get buckets of water from the well and trying to put out the palace fire. Nobody's looking in this direction. It's cavaldic. It's fantastic. 
And so she ran down that tree as fast as she could. I mean, run? Uh, well, climb. It's, it's an expression. So she climbed down that tree as fast as she could. And then she started running into the forest. And she was running and running and running and running and running. And she didn't want to stop. And she was running. And she was running. Yes, 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 yes. And... She was running. She had no idea that she was coming closer to the town of Vilna, the city of Vilna. She was getting closer to there. Vilna was in the Latvia section. But let me tell you what happened. She was running, and then suddenly she heard a voice. <laughs> what is that? Hey, Bush, look! There's a girl running there. <laughs> hey, little girl, come here. Oh, no. Hey, this doesn't look like a nice man. He looks like a robber or something. Let me run this way. <laughs> Hello, there, girl. <laughs> running somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. Let me run this way. Ho, 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 ho. Where do you think you're going, huh? <laughs> I, I gotta run this way. I didn't try this way. <laughs> Sorry, there's no place for you to go. <laughs> we got you surrounded. And sure enough, these robbers, these highwaymen, these no-goodniks, they caught her. And they grabbed her and she said, Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not doing anything to you. Leave me alone. <laughs> Listen to me. You got money? Where are you running from? Uh, uh, I'm running from a fire. Ah, fire. You not take things with you? Uh, no, no. It's all I have, just the clothing on my back. Oh, sorry. You know what we look like. So I'm very sorry, little girl. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but you know what? Can't let you live because you go to police, tell what we look like. Not good. Okay, I'm sorry we have to kill you. Wait, 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 wait. Hashem just put a thought in my mind. Uh, excuse me, you don't have to kill me. What do you mean? You go to police, you tell who we are. No, 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 no. I better. I won't tell the police anything. I have a great idea. You see, why don't you uh, go to the next closest village here? And sell me as a servant. People will pay money. You know what I mean? And besides, I'm Jewish. Ho oh, ho! Did you hear that voice? She's Jewish. Ah, sure. Jewish people pay a lot of money. Uh, they have a mitzvah. I forgot what it's called. A uh, pigeon shivuyan. Ah, uh, thank you, little girl. You're pretty smart for a little girl. Well, I remember something from my youth. Okay, now, are you gonna do that? Uh, boss? Yes, of course. Let's take her uh, tomorrow morning. Tonight, you stay by our camp. And sure enough, they kept her by the camp for tonight. That night, anyways. And the next morning, they brought her to Vilna. I believe that was the town that they brought her to. And they brought her there. And they started announcing, Okay, hey, listen here. We are tired of our servant here. We want to sell this servant here, okay? Anybody want to buy the servant? Hey. Nice Jewish girl. Hello, anybody? What's going on here? Michael, Michael, give me a kick. What's going on here? I don't know. Who's guy's your I'm my goodness. 
sei jüdischer Meidler. Hoi, die Pizzi zu ihm gesagt. Okay, entschuldige mir. Juhu, hey, grober Blubber. Excuse me, what did you say? I don't know your name, so I call you Grubber Blubber. What is that? It's a nice name for you. Boch Hashem, doesn't speak Yiddish. Anyways, Grubber Blubber, how much for the girl? Oh, 500 gold coins. <laughs> well, what do you say? It's only a little girl. So, I mean, certainly you would take 50 gold coins, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe if she wasn't Jewish. I know Jewish people want to pay lots of money. Uh, you have that mitzvah, Pachka Buchkin. Pachka Buchkin. I think he means uh, Pigeon Shibuyan. Oh, Pigeon Shibuyan. <laughs> very good, very good. Fine, 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 fine. Okay. And if you don't raise the 500, you'll sell it to us for 400 or something? For 50, for 99? What do you do? <laughs> you don't give us the 500, we just kill her, that's all. <laughs> don't, don't kill her. Wait a minute. Let's tell Rabbi Nachem. And there was a, 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 a rabbi, I mean, he calls him a rabbi in the story. Uh, he wasn't in town, but he was uh, a And I guess he was like a, the Reish Kehillah or something like that. And they went over to him and said, and that's the story. I see. Very interesting. Uh -huh. So listen, if Hashem bless me that I should have a Zayful Geld, so much money, then I should definitely do the mitzvah. Opinion, Shaboyan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Sure, sure, no problem. Okay, show me where the marketplace is, and I'm gonna go. And sure enough, Ramanachim came. And he says, Look, the time is going away. One hour, don't have money, kill the girl, okay? Get ready to cut off her head. You know what I mean? Maybe something like that, or cut off her toenails. I don't know what. You know what I mean? It make, it, make it very scary looking to them. Uh, and children me, but there's no reason to do any of that. I'm here, uh, and here's your 500 gold coins, and now give me the girl. Oh, no problem. It's yours. Enjoy. Very nice girl. Take her. Goodbye. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Not a problem. Not a problem. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 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 Listen here. It's not a problem. I'll bring you up in my house. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You'll live by me, and that's it. Uh, I guess, where's your parents, huh? My mother died when I was young, and, and my father, I don't know where is. They, they think she, that maybe the Cossacks killed him. Oh, that's terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, you'll stay by me. And so this Rabbi Menachem, he started to take care. He and his, uh, you know, uh, he took care of this girl. And there's two different versions here. Eventually, Rabbi Menachem's wife was Nifta, and Rabbi Menachem would end up marrying uh, this girl, uh, Esther. Another version says that this person, Menachem, had a son, and when Esther was old enough, so he had his son marry Esther. Whatever it is, that's the two versions that seem to make most sense. Now, let's go back for a minute to the fire by the palace. All right. All right. Okay. Everybody okay? Hello? Everybody okay? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I just checked. Everybody's accounted for except for one person. Everybody's accounted for except for one person? Who? My daughter Maria? She's right there. My wife? She's right there. The queen is there. Who is missing? Tell me who is missing. Um, um... Uh, 
You want to hold on to Maria when I tell you this? Just tell me. Come on. Uh, the girl Esther, she's nowhere to be found, and her room is like complete ashes. We think that she died in the fire, burned to a crisp. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> my poor Esther. She's like my sister. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. <laughs> oh, dear, me, 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 oh, my. <laughs> oh. And, of course, she cried very much. You know what to do. But eventually she would forget about her. Now, when Esther was old enough, so like I told you, two versions. One, she married Menachem after his wife was Nifta. And the other version is she married Menachem's son. Okay, whatever it is, she was married now. And so what happened was is the princess, Maria, she married someone. And this person really didn't know much about Jews. And really, he hated Jews, and I guess because he was brought up that way. He didn't know any different. You know, everybody should understand that there's no such thing as born hatred. Although, yeah, it says Asus and Yaakov, but if nobody taught it, nobody awoken that spark, then it wouldn't happen. You see, in order to uh, hate someone, you have to be taught that. You have to taught that. You know what I mean? It's like nobody wakes up one day and says, I know the colors. That's red, that's blue, that's yellow, and that's marshmallow fluff. Okay? Nobody wakes up like that. They have to be taught. See this? This is red. Red. See this? This is yellow. Yellow. That's the way it has to be. People are not born with this talent. They have to be shown. So this person just was brought up to hate, you know, Jewish people. And then... Since he married the princess, he is now a prince. And the king said, Ah, my dear prince, now that you... Well, what's his name? That's a funny thing. It's funny, it says Maria's name, but I looked in a few sources and I could not find, I could not find what this prince's name was. Only that he was an anti-Smith. Did you hate at first? Okay, anyways, so let's see what happened. So the king said, Now that you married my daughter, now I am giving you uh, the area of Latvia. You are going to be the prince. You'll be in charge of the whole territory of Latvia. You can do what you want with all the people there. Whatever you want, you can levy taxes. Whatever you want to do, you can do. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like what you are saying. It's a good idea. I'm very happy. And now I can carry out my plan. I don't like the Jewish people too much. Very good. Okay, not problem. I am going to go over. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go over and uh, make big tax. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make big taxes. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Okay, write the decree. And sure enough, people saw the decree hanging up. And they were calling out. Uh, riders were riding through the street. And they would call out, Hear ye! Hear ye! Listen very carefully! The prince of Latvia 
has levied a tax against the Jewish people. You have until the time that on that date that is posted on the trees, you have to bring up 100,000 gold coins for a tax on Jewish people. If you cannot pay by the time it's due, all the Jewish people of Latvia will be kicked out of the territory of Latvia. Oi, Weissbier, this is terrible. Yeah, sei schlecht. Menachem, can you help us out? Listen here, I'm well-to-do, but not that well-to-do. You're talking about a hundred thousand gold coins. What am I going to do? Just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Uh, whose husband is that? Uh, the king's uh, princess, the daughter, married him? Uh, yes, why? What was the problem? Um, uh, she's Maria. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 she's Maria, why, why? Uh, that's very good, because, um, you remember I told you the story, uh, what happened, and, and they found me, and so and so forth? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, um, you know the rumors you heard about, uh, the girl that, uh, died in the fire, but really didn't die in the fire, because that's me, I'm still alive. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not sure I follow, I mean, what, 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 what's going on? Well, well, um... Uh, I need to go to the palace. I will go to the palace, and 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 I'll go see um um uh, Maria, and and then with Hashem's help, I'll be able to convince her to convince her husband um uh, uh to drop the charges, uh, uh the taxes or uh, whatever. Ah, uh, very good. I'll have everybody be masmalo for you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Because we tried, we went to this prince. You know that we went to him, and he said, "Nothing doing. I'm sorry." You can have to pay the tax, or else, choo-choo, Charlie, bye-bye-bye, whatever, you know what I mean? It's bye-bye, okay? It's either 100,000 gold coins or nothing, okay? Uh, uh, this is terrible. What are we going to do? No, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Let's be Mispalo. And, of course, that was their situation. And Esther was on her way. She was on her way to the palace. And she came to the palace doors. She was dressed in the finest clothing that she had that Menachem provided. And she comes to the palace guards, and the palace guards says, Stop right there. What is it that you want over here? You have a pest to come in? Um, well, I'm here to see Princess Maria. Princess Maria. Ha, ha, ha. You have an appointment? Um, kind of. Um, Tell her a mistress, um, a seamstress, you know what I mean? A seamstress is here, that's the word I'm looking for, yes. Mistress or seamstress? No, a seamstress, that's what I was looking for. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm a seamstress, very good one. See my clothing, see how beautiful they are? I want to help her. Maybe she needs my services. Could you tell her that as a great seamstress here to see her? All right, I will tell her. You wait here. Oh, uh, princess, big seamstress here. She has fancy clothing herself, and she wants to offer her services to the princess. Oh, so send her in. Why not? Uh, let her in, please. Uh, I'll see her. She's not going to try anything crazy over here. We have guards all over the place. And sure enough, she came in, and she walks over to her, and she says, Hello there. Hi. How are you? How you been? Oh, I- I- I'm fine. Now, about this seamstress business and-, and... Whoa! 
You look familiar. No. It can't be. But it can be. What are you talking about? I, are you? Yes, I am Esther. You can't be Esther. But I am. I am Esther. Don't worry about it. But, but, they said you, you, you died in the fire. Ah, uh, yes. I wanted them to think so. Do you remember there was a tree outside my window? Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes, very close to your window. Well, the night of the fire, it was an opportunity that Shem sent me that I should be able to escape. The reason why I ran, but we were friends, we were sisters, like. Yes, yes, and I do miss that very much. But you see, what happened was is that Galak over there kept bothering me so much, and he started to convince your father, and your father was on my case also, to try to get me to convert, and I wasn't going to do that. Oh, so what did you end up doing? So the night of the fire, I climbed out onto the tree, and while everybody was busy with the fire, nobody watched, and I escaped. And then... And she told over what happened with the kidnappers, with the robbers, and how she was sold, and how the person took it over, and now she's married, and whatever it is. And just then, just then, the prince came in. Oh, what is going on here? Who is this lady here? Oh, uh, do you remember I told you about a, a girl that was like a sister to me? Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Yes, you told me the story how she saved you in the garden from the poisonous snake. Yes, I remember everything. Yeah, well, this is her. No, this can't be her. She's Jewish. You said you had a girl that was like a sister to you. Uh, that's right. I just never told you that she was Jewish. I didn't want to say anything about Judaism because I know that you're not fond of of Jewish people, but my father liked you to be my groom, so I married you. You know what I mean? Oh, very interesting. She's Jewish? You saved my future wife. Well, whoa, she didn't save you. I wouldn't be married to you. If I wouldn't be married to you, then I couldn't be a prince. If I wasn't a prince, I wouldn't be so rich. And if I wouldn't be so rich, I wouldn't be able to rule the countryside. Wow. Was she ever rewarded? Um, no, actually not, because uh, that night, was the fire, and and she escaped by the fire, and she was never rewarded. Oh, very nice. Okay, so you know what? The power that's given to me, I would like to reward you. What kind of reward would you like for saving my dear wife's uh, life so she could be my future wife, which is now my wife? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I do. I want you to rescind the decree of the 100,000 gold coin taxes, and just levy normal taxes, please, for the Jewish people? Ah, not problem. Wow, if I would know that all Jewish people are so kind like you and save not just their own kind, but they do save also other people, like my wife, I would never make such a crazy tax. You know what? Tax gone, goodbye. End of tax, no problem. And of course, the tax was knocked off. No more tax. Tax was taken away. And she went back and she told everybody and they were having And around that time, a little bit, maybe a year or two after that incident, I think it was, if my memory holds, I think it was two years after that incident, the Shach himself, who was traveling from town to town, by this time he was remarried and he had a son. 
I don't remember what the son's name was, but he had a son from the second wife. He was traveling around, and he was being a speaker, whatever it was, and he was allowed to be a guest in the town and to be a speaker for them. And eventually he would live there, but, you know, what happened was is very, very interesting. So um, they were celebrating, and they were remembering, commemorating how that the Esther saved the town. She was the shliach of Hashem, and everything was perfect. And you see how Hashem works mysterious ways. She had no idea why she was separated from her father. But in the end, because she lived in the palace with the wife of the uh, prince who was making that heavy tax while uh, he was living there, uh, she became very friendly with her. And, and in the end, she was able to save the Jewish people uh, of, of the of the Latvia uh, territory from having to pay this very high tax. And if they didn't pay the tax, of course, they would have been thrown out. So you see, it was very interesting what was going on. See, it's Yad Hashem, just like by Esther Malka. Anyways, so uh, when the Shah heard that story, he looked, what did you say the girl's name was that lived in the palace? His name was Esther. Uh, Esther. 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 How old were you when they found you? Oh, I was very sick, and they found me when I was six years old. Wow. Esther, I'm your father. What? You're the shopside that was my father? Yes. You're the one who wrote Sifsei, Sifsei Kohen? Yes. Wow, Tati. And, of course, there was a very emotional reunion, and the Shach was once again reunited with his daughter, and when he heard all the stories that went on, he realized that the Yad Hashem was guiding everything all along, and that nothing, nothing is by chance. Wow, that looks like all the time we have. Okay, so it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a great weekend. Goodbye.